This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Welcome back to the Legend of Zelda Lorecast. I'm your host, Aaron, and joining me is just Ariel. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm so happy right now. Just Ariel. Just Ariel. Oh, gosh. I love it. So, just Ariel. We've gone through a huge chunk of Ocarina of Time, and we keep telling everyone, we're going to return back. Don't worry. If we didn't talk about the your favorite part or answer some of the questions that you have burning inside, it's coming. Don't worry. But it's it's October. That means it's it's the spoopy season. Return of the Ocarina. <laughs> or the Ocarina Strikes Back. I like the Ocarina Strikes Back. Yeah, me too. Mm. So that means we have to go into one of the arguably one of the most creepy games in the Legend of Zelda franchise. I love that phrase, like, arguably. Like, I just imagine a room full of people just arguing about <laughs> which is the creepiest Legend of Zelda. You mean, like, our Discord? I'm just kidding. No one argues in there. And I was going to say, no. <laughs> we have lovely people in our Discord. No. I, I, I always thought it was a weird phrase, too. Like, it's arguably. Like, somebody's going to argue that fact otherwise well i mean yeah that that's <laughs> to be human is to argue ah true you know what else is to be human the entire game of majora's mask it really hits hard in a lot of feels i feel like there is no humans oh okay arguably so yes there's no humans there's there's no arguing that, but there are there's oh fine you're right <laughs> But there are human emotions, and it's entirely throughout this game. And I think that's what makes it arguably the most creepy game in the in the entire Legend of Zelda lineup. Why would it just be human emotions? I mean, animals feel those emotions too. Oh my too. gosh. Like I feel sad. like you're an argue kick tonight. Hey, you know what? <laughs> arguably, I am. Oh gosh. So yes, anyway, we're talking about Majora's Mask. We're going to start Majora's Mask now. And... There's a lot to talk about with our Majora's Mask. So 
Before we dive in, do you want some fun facts about Majora's Mask? Okay, yeah, let's do this. Let's warm up. Let's get some fun facts. Yeah, so it's the sixth main installment in the Legend of Zelda franchise. Oh, yeah. It was released in 2000 for the Nintendo 64. It features a time system spanning three days and must be periodically reset throughout the game to progress. Mm-hmm. It's the sequel to Ocarina of Time, and it uses the same engine and many graphic resources. Oh, yeah. And one of the few games in which Ganon doesn't play a role. Mm-hmm. And Zelda is only seen once in a flashback scene. Yep. Yeah. A remake came out for the 3DS in February 2015, titled Majora's Mask 3D. What? Yeah. <laughs> The original name of the game was The Legend of Zelda Side Story. Prior to its North American release, the game was referred to as The Legend of Zelda Mask of the Majula and The Legend of Zelda Gaiden on the official Nintendo website. I'm so glad they didn't choose either one of those names. <laughs> I don't know. Mask of the Majula kind of sounds cool. Okay, that one. Uh, okay, that one I could be okay with. But <laughs> Legend of Zelda Gaiden? No. It sold approximately 314,000 copies in its first week in Japan. It sold 3.36 million copies worldwide, which was a lot less than Ocarina of Time. Yeah. Uh, uh, Edge Magazine referred to it as the oddest, darkest, and saddest of all Zelda games. Yes. Arguably so. (laughs) Famitsu awarded it a 37 out of 40. IGN described it as the Empire Strikes Back of Nintendo 64. Hey, another Star Wars reference. (laughs) Uh, First game in series where Tingle and a postman appear, which the latter marks the first time a male system is portrayed in the series. Ooh. The first game to allow the player to control a character other than Link. It was Cafe. I don't remember playing as cafe oh guess I'm gonna have to replay it again <laughs> for <laughs> and the fifth time <laughs> it was the first Zelda game to allow the player to rematch bosses yes I do remember that because it was a very important part of the game and I'm sure you already know but did you know mm-hmm. that this game was made in one year I did <laughs> I just, while we're on that, I want to say a 37 out of 40 for only being in production for one year and selling that many copies worldwide. That's still an impressive feat. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I agree. (laughs) So back to this like year thing. So Miyamoto was planning to release another version of Ocarina of Time for the Nintendo 64 with remade dungeons, but Aiji. Onoma didn't like the idea of remaking the same dungeon, so he secretly started working on new ones instead. And he finally asked Miyamoto if he could make a new game. And he replied that he could do it as long as it was made in one year. (laughs) So that's why Majora's Mask uses the same engine and a lot of the same graphics of Ocarina of Time is because he reused a lot of that to fit it in the year margin. Yep. So, yeah. 
And he nailed it. Oh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> Definitely. And just think, if he had more than a year, what else he could have done with Majora's Mask? I do want to add another interesting fact to this, if I may. Hmm. So the mass transformations that Link goes through in this game, when they were made and presented to Anuma, he became terrified because those are the exact same images he had in his nightmares while making this game. He worked round the clock so much so that he actually fell asleep at the office on multiple occasions and would have nightmares about this game. And when they presented those videos, it was exactly what he had nightmares about with Link transforming. That's awesome. <laughs> he was both impressed and scared at the same time. <laughs> That's awesome. I like that. So, Ariel, do you have any more interesting, amazing facts for us? I do. Ooh. I do. So, along with the Kokiri sword, the tunic, boots, and Ocarina of Time, the Stone of Agony is one of the few items that Link preserves from Ocarina of Time, since the game will still rumble near a secret area. Yes. <laughs> and no reference to it is ever made, unlike the other items. And he can also pick up the bomb flowers, suggesting he also kept the Goron's bracelet, although it's not seen on his model. Yeah, I was always wondering about that. Yeah, I don't know. And Seiken is the first non-playable character that can be murdered by Link. Oh my god, yes. Yeah. <laughs> this can be done with an arrow or hookshot targeting at the stolen bomb bag. <laughs> dun dun dun. Oh, we're gonna talk about him, don't you worry. <laughs> And Majora's Mask contains the least amount of main dungeons in any Zelda game, mm -hmm. being four in total. In addition, all items obtained in main dungeons pertain to the bow. Yeah. Which is still cool when you think about it. Because this game was so long and so captivating and it had four dungeons <laughs> yeah, so those are my fun little facts about Majora's Mask now I have tons of easter eggs that we will get into later mm. but these are just fun little facts about the game itself so Woo -woo! that's it for me for now oh so uh, before we go into some discussion about this game and some lore I do want to point out that even though it only had four dungeons I think what made this game the most one of the most compelling to play in the series is our interactions with the NPC are essentially the entire plot line of this game sure the it's arguable that the whole point of this game is to deal with the giants and deal with Skull Kid, but you don't really get the full grasp and the full appreciation for this game unless you go through each one of the side quests. I feel like that's kind of almost every single Legend of Zelda game. <laughs> I feel like with Ocarina of Time, you could arguably just go through the main quest line and get 90% of the game. With Majora's Mask, 
you can't do that. You will get maybe 5% of the game total if you just go deal with the main stuff. All about them side quests. Woo-woo. So anyway, enough dilly-dallying. <laughs> Let's talk Termina. Okay? So normally we go into plot and everything else of this game, but we're going to discuss the plot in a super in-depth way with this game because, like I said, most of the plot is driven through NPC interactions. Whereas the plot for this game really comes down to Termina itself. So what is Termina? It's been an argument back and forth, back and forth. I finally found the answer and it's a really cool one. So Termina starts when Skull Kid steals Majora's Mask from the traveling mask salesman. It's created through the combination of Skull Kid's burdened heart and the evil magic within Majora's Mask. Through this twisted design and influence to the mask, Termina is created out of Hyrule. So essentially, Termina is Hyrule, but twisted and warped through not only the mask's influence, but Skull Kid's broken heart. It's also basically Skull Kid's perception of the reality that he lives in. Which is really cool when you think about it going through here. Because Skull Kid thinks um, that Gerudos are pirates. <laughs> I mean, they kind of are. I mean, they kind of are. <laughs> so, with all that being said, it's basically a parallel reality. It has its own cultures, its own ancient tribes, its own everything different from Hyrule. So for classification purposes, we're going to call it a parallel reality. Even though we know it's Hyrule warped and twisted, it's still technically existing alongside Hyrule. It's kind of like Majora's Mask took a copy of Hyrule and then twisted. So the real Hyrule still exists simultaneously to Termina. It's a really weird concept, but I'm loving it. <laughs> so we talked about that Termina is basically Skull Kid's memories and delusions of Hyrule. Let's talk about some of those. So we talked briefly about the Gerudo being pirates. Another one of Skull Kid's delusions is that Zora are wandering musicians. <laughs> well, also not wrong. Yeah. Um, another delusion that he has is that, and this is a cool one to think about. In Ocarina of Time, we meet Malin. And when we go back in the future, we meet adult Malin. Skull Kid, keep in mind, has lived in the Lost Woods his entire life. So he doesn't understand growing up. So he truly thinks these are two different people. So we have little girl Malin and we have adult Malin and their sisters. In Skull Kid's mind, 
They're sisters. So school kids from the Lost Woods, is he a lost boy? Get out. <laughs> Come on, that's I a mean, good movie. It is a good movie. And I mean, honestly, his costume kind of reflects that of the Lost Boys. Too bad he's not a vampire. Oh, I thought you were talking about the Lost Boys from, you know. Oh, Peter Pan. Peter Pan. No, no. <laughs> no, he's not a vampire. Oh. <laughs> but anyway, so think about this kind of thing moving forward. And I will, you know, I'll chime in randomly as we do these episodes to remind you of school kids, twisted reality and delusions of the world that he lived in in Hyrule. That's just a little teaser, you know, especially when I, I, you know, we'll get the names later, but our little Malin disappears because of a certain incident. That is how he explained the sister away. (laughs) But anyway, so we go on. We know what Termina is now. How did the history of Terminus forge? And to describe this, we're going to go into the tale of the four giants and the falling moon. So essentially the events around Termina, all of the mishappenings and the misfortunes and everything bad happening to the people of Termina is the responsibility and the fault of Skull Kid. And you may be asking yourselves, okay, cool, I can get down with that, but how does that happen in a matter of a few seconds when Skull Kid basically bullies Link and takes his stuff? Okay. It doesn't happen in a matter of seconds. When Termina was forged out of the real reality of Hyrule, so was the history. And in history, Skull Kids always existed. That's the mind blow here. Skull Kids existed since the dawn of Termina, meaning he's always been the bad guy. And he's caused all of the misfortune. He's caused the great war in Ikana. He's caused, you know, Link's horse to disappear. He's, he's caused all of these things throughout the existence, quote unquote, of Termina. So there's your history. So where do the four giants come into play? So the four giants, I'm going to read an excerpt from the encyclopedia here. According to the story, the giants once lived together in harmony with the town. And there's also mention of a mischievous imp, the Skull Kid. The four giants were spirit friends of Skull Kid, who much like Termina itself, were created in a new form by the power of Majora's Mask. As for the Skull Kid's past deeds, they are now legends amongst the people of Termina. So essentially, he had spirit friends in the Lost Woods, and they left him. One of those spirit friends that they're referring to is Saria from the Ocarina of Time. Because if you remember in Ocarina of Time, when we talked about the Skull Kid, he mentioned that he learned songs from Saria. So one of those spirits that were his friends can be, we can refer back to Saria. And he's never come to terms with the loss of his friends during this time that we are in Ocarina of Time. 
So he just twisted them and turned them into the four giants. I'm sorry, I don't feel bad for Skull Kid at all. (laughs) I do. (laughs) That poor guy. (sighs) So, as the legend goes, the giants are sealed away and Termina is fated to be destroyed by a swiftly falling moon. This is because the four giants tale, which we'll talk about in a minute, describes them basically leaving the Skull Kid. So the Skull Kid just wants everything to blow up. He's mad, he's angry, he wants everything to be done. So he's causing the moon to fall. That is until our hero Link shows up to save the day. I was going to say something witty, but nah. Oh, come on, what is it? Yeah. (laughs) You. So, next we'll talk about the Carnival of Time. I'm going to read another excerpt from the encyclopedia here. Each year, the seasons of harmony begin when the sun and moon are in alignment, paying homage to the way that both nature and time are tirelessly in the process of progressing. The Carnival of Time is when the people of the four worlds celebrate that harmony and request fruitfulness for the next year. For ages, people have worn masks resembling the giants who are the gods of the four worlds. Now it has become a custom for each person to bring a handmade mask to the Carnival of Time. It is said that a couple united on the day of the festival and dedicated a mask as a sign of their union. It would bring good luck. The centerpiece of the carnival is the clock tower. And on the eve of all the festivities, the door to its roofs are opened. From atop the clock tower roof, a ceremony to call the gods is held and an ancient song is sung. All of these festivities for the carnival of time are held so that we may ask the gods for a rich harvest in the year to come. So this is the story we forget from Andrew's grandmother. And we'll talk about Andrew and Andrew's grandmother later. But essentially, that is pretty much the history and everything you need to know going into Majora's Mask. I just got one thing to say. What's that? Save the clock tower. (laughs) Oh, goodness. So let's talk about the four giants before we jump to mid-break. Because that's the last thing I have for us. So the tale of the four giants starts with a long time ago. uh, Essentially, people weren't separated into all these different regions or what they called the four worlds. They all live together in harmony and in peace and with the four giants. And one day, festival happened and the giants spoke to the people and said, we have chosen to guard you and we will do this while we sleep. We are going to sleep a hundred steps north, a hundred steps south, a hundred steps east and a hundred steps west. And if you ever need us, call out to us in a loud voice declaring that you need us to help you with insert whatever it is here and we will come and they left and this broke Skull Kid's heart now let's twist this into reality it's easy to say that Skull Kid was friends with a lot of spirits in the Lost Woods because that's where he was born and raised. 
from what we understand of him. Or at least that's where he was lost and continued to live his life as his, you know, when he was lost as a child. So he began so he became friends with the spirits in the Lost Woods, one of which we can conclude is probably Saria. Because Saria taught him songs. He says so much that Saria taught him songs. And what happened when Link came around? Saria had to go. So the reality is Saria left him and he felt heartbroken and distraught and troubled. As for the peaceful times that they're referring to in Termina, it can also be argued that it sounds an awful lot like what happened before the Hyrulean Civil War, can't it? Arguably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm not going to go too much more in depth with uh, the story of the four giants because we'll get the conclusion when we talk about the rest of the game. I'll conclude at the end of this all what happens with the four giants. But that's all I got for our plot question. I feel like you shouldn't <laughs> put a question mark at the end of it, seeing as you're the host. Okay, that's all I got for plot for now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, this sounds like it's the perfect time for a mid-break, don't you think, Ariel? Sure. All right. Let's go to mid-break. Get. Yeah. Get. Well, Ariel, here we are in the middle of the show. Yep. Yep, we are. Mm-hmm. You're not going to do it? so Ariel what's the first thing we do cry that's sad we shouldn't do that laugh okay yeah we could do that or we could thank our patrons let's do that one (laughs) I just want to say that this show is our patrons fault I no (laughs) that's not how you say thank you The show is your fault. It is my fault. Okay. No, I said that wrong. Okay. So it's my fault that we have the show. Yeah. But it's their contributions that make the show possible. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, that's the right way to say it. Okay. I'm glad I have you. Wow. (laughs) Well, at any rate, a huge thank you to our golden goddess level patron, Cakes, our Hyrule royalty patron, Paul Butt. Our Sheikah patrons, Deadeye and Relic to Redman, and our Kokiri patron, Remington Cloutier. Thank you. Y'all are awesome. They are. And so are the listeners. <gasps> yes. Because without you, we still wouldn't have a show either. This is true. I do want to make a uh, quick note that our um, Sheikah level patrons and above should have gotten their merch shirts already. And uh, I, I know a couple of them have because they got posted, pictures got posted in the patron chat and they turned out way better than I thought they would. I'm so glad they did. You know, I need a shirt. You too? Yeah. Ooh. You know, I could go to the Fumbling Four store and get you one. You should. <laughs> should have already been done. My birthday is coming up next week. Oh. So. Yes, I should go to our merch store and get you one. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) At any rate, on a serious note, thank you to all our listeners and thank you to our patrons. 
you all are the reason we can keep doing this show. So thank you. Yep. Yep. So we have more people to thank, Ariel. Yep. We do. You just gonna keep saying yep the whole time? Yep. (laughs) So the first one I'm going to read off here, uh, I got a little giggle out of it when I got it. I got the notification for it. So this comes to us from Jasper the Pro, and it says, and it says, best podcast I've ever listened to, ever. One star. Huh. Says, this podcast is extremely informative, and I have learned so much interesting and crazy stuff. I'm looking forward to the Majora's Mask, Twilight Princess, and Breath of the Wild. I also really want an episode that is mainly about crazy facts and strange things about LOZ. Keep it up. And a bunch of emoji faces. <laughs> Progressively so, turning into a sideways tongue face. <laughs> so, yeah, we can do an interesting facts episode. Oh, yeah. One, one star. I mean, that's fine. <laughs> I mean, I'm not upset about it. One no. star. Like if. Uh, Honestly, if I, you have nothing to gripe about and you give us one star or whatever. It's cool. I don't I don't want a bunch of one stars, though. It's cool. <laughs> Honestly, it was probably just a mistake, and that's fine. They're probably doing it as a funny. Yeah. I mean, I'm laughing on the inside. <laughs> uh, um, I will say that as much as everyone doesn't think they impact us, I will say the stars do impact us. So though I appreciate and I found it hilarious. Uh, if you wouldn't mind going and rating it five star. Yeah. Or, I mean, if you legit wanted it one star, just tell us what you want improved. <laughs> that too. <laughs> but anyway, so here's some five star reviews. You ready? Uh, this one is from Nolan Miller with the uh, sunglass emoji. <laughs> Says best podcast in the world. Exclamation point, money sign, exclamation point, money sign, exclamation point. Five stars. One of the best podcasts I've ever listened to. So informative and great to listen to during your free time. I've always been a huge fan of LOZ and played lots of the games. My favorite game in the Zelda franchise is Ocarina of Time. Such an awesome podcast. Keep up the great work and thanks so much. P.S. What is your favorite character in all of LOZ? Ariel. <laughs> okay. You want my favorite character? Let's go. It's Beetle. Beetle? I love Beetle. <laughs> hey, I love him. I can't wait till we have to talk about Beetle. I love Beetle. I feel like you're going to have so much love for Beetle. Uh, yeah, because he's my favorite character. You know what the best thing about Beetle is? What's that? He loves Beetles. Oh, my God. (laughs) Um, I would have to say my favorite character is Tingle. My boy Tingle. Oh, it would be. Oh! It's not even the right magic words, but it doesn't matter. It's it's Tingle. Oh, boy. Uh, It doesn't matter. Oh, boy. Tingle. That's my boy. (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to find you a Tingle costume and buy it for you. I would wear it. I will wear it to a con. I will wear the Tingle costume to a con. And I will have a giant blow up red balloon on my back. <laughs> <laughs> and I will try to hand out con- convention maps to everyone that I see. That's awesome. <laughs> That's absolutely awesome. 
so the last five star review we have here comes to us from Dylan Gamer 902. Absolutely amazing five stars. I am new to LOZ. Well, welcome. And the only game I've ever played is Breath of the Wild. And I'm hoping to get Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask for my birthday. I hope you do too. I absolutely love LOZ and its lore. And I have a question for both of you. Who is your favorite boss of the whole LOZ franchise? Mine has to be Windblight Ganon. Ariel, who's your favorite boss? Uh, I don't know. It is a hard question. I know. I mean, like, Phantom Ganon's kind of cool. Oh, yes. That, yeah, I mean, I guess I'll go with Phantom Ganon because I have no idea. I mean, that is a top tier boss to pick, honestly. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, generically, it would be Ganon, but if we're going to go into his different forms, like, yeah. I know that's such a generic, but. No. You know. It was a really cool fight. Yeah. I don't. I'm still thinking. I. Yeah, that's. You know what? That's my answer. That's your answer. You're sticking to it. Uh, well, I'm going to have to say uh, kind of the same generic answer, but mine is a different Ganon. Mine is the boss fight with Ganon in Twilight Princess. And I enjoyed the fact that you started off with, you know, Big Pig Ganon and progressively went down till you actually fought Ganon in his human form or his Gerudo form, I guess. Piggy. I thought it was a little bit more creative approach to the whole Ganon boss fight. And, you know, I'm kind of glad they come up with different things mm-hmm. for Ganon. So it's not just the same thing yeah. over and over Oh, my and gosh, over. yes. Uh, so <clears throat> that is all the reviews for today. However, I know that there are a lot of reviews we haven't read. So I am also going to add a different challenge to our lovely fans who've left us reviews. Do me a favor and send me an email at almightycrit at gmail.com with your name that you use to leave the review and let me know if I have or haven't read your review yet because I have lost myself in these reviews and honestly iTunes is a little behind when it gives us the reviews because there's some of these that have been posted back in September that I know I haven't read so if we haven't had a chance to read your review do me a favor, just send us an email and let me know the username you used and uh, I will find it and call it out on future episodes. So thank you. Listeners, the email is in the show notes. Yes. So, you know, because it's not just almighty, it's A-L-L-M-I-G-H-T-Y. Oh yeah. So (laughs) anyways, the email is in the show notes. Whoopsie. So that is all for reviews we have today. Ariel, that brings us to the next part. Where we go home? No. Oh. Where we talk about what you brought for the mid-break. Yeah. <laughs> I brought some things and some stuff. What kind of stuff and things did you bring? So since we're... Diving into Majora's Mask. I thought I'd bring some Majora's Mask merch. What? 
Yes. So I have the Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask four-piece decoration set. And whoo, they're freaking awesome. So this is on Etsy. And the creator is Spawns. And it's a Majora's Mask four-piece set. So you, it comes with Majora's Mask, the Mask of Truth, the super creepy Moon Mask, and the Deku Mask. Ooh. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. So the Deku Mask is about eight inches. Majora's Mask is eight inches. The Moon Mask is 6.5 inches, and the Mask of Truth is 7.5 inches. So. Ooh. You know, not super big, but they are super, super detailed. They're painted. Absolutely gorgeous. So you can get the four mask set painted for $191.25. You can get the four masks not painted for $144.50. And if you want to get these individually, Majora's mask is... $63.75. The Deku mask is $42.50. The mask of truth is $51. And the evil moon mask is $51. So I will post the link in the show notes for this. I suggest getting all four because they are super cool. I really want Majora's mask and the mask of truth. I just want the whole set. I mean, yeah, but those the, are the ones I desperately want. Yeah, I say the moon mask is creepy, which it is. But to be honest, I think the mask of truth is the creepiest <laughs> mask. <sighs> it's super creepy. It is pretty creepy. Well, <clears throat> I'm going to stay on Majora's Mask merch kick as well. Oh, Ariel, I have a question for you. I probably have an answer. Have you ever wanted your own fairy in a bottle? No. What? That's super cruel. Why would you keep one in a bottle? They deserve to be free and well, flying around. Ruining all my fun, but <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's what I usually do. <clears throat> well, at any rate, if you do want your own fairy in a bottle, obviously you don't want to carry it around in your pocket all the time. You want to show it off. So what better way than on a necklace? And I have two of our most favorite fairies in the Majora's Mask series, Tattle and Tail, in a bottle. In the form of a necklace for you today. I just love the name Tattle. <laughs> I love that they're Tattle and Tail. <laughs> I know. Tattle Tail, but just Tattle. Let's just Tattle. <laughs> Gosh. Because we're in the Narc timeline. Narc timeline. Uh. <laughs> Get it? Oh, gosh. So if you want your own Tattle and Tail fairy bottle necklace, you can head on over to Etsy. And the creator is Yeller Kraka. I don't know if it's Kraka or Kraka. I'm not entirely sure, but the link will be in the show notes. <laughs> and you can get it right now for $24. That's not a bad price for a really good looking necklace. <laughs> a lot cheaper than my merch. <laughs> <laughs> um. I will say hurry up because it looks like the stock is selling out pretty quickly. And uh, if that's not enough for you, or you just really want some matching stuff, same creator sells earrings with individually bottled tattle and tail for $30. And that is for the standard plated and $32 for sterling silver. I mean, that's kind of cool, 
That is actually kind of cool. However, mm-hmm. I can't wear earrings. Oh. My ears are gauged. Mm-hmm. We need, I can't wear earrings. We need gauged ones. Maybe we can just hang them off of your cages. I mean, you could, but they'd probably fall. No. So, yeah, that's the merch I have for you today. Well, I enjoyed it. Tattletale. <laughs> Seems fitting that you would bring this merch. Ah. Uh, uh, see what I did? Narc. <laughs> narc. Well, uh, speaking of narcs, Ariel likes to narc me out that I don't ever remember our sponsors at the end of the show mid-segment so this time I did remember them congratulations do you want a cookie do any of our uh, sponsors sell those because I'd really want one no however they do sell ocarinas so you want an ocarina head on over to STL ocarina use our Promo code LOZLOR10 and save yourself 10% off of their ocarinas. They have different types other than LOZ, though. Mm-hmm. You know, the LOZ one's pretty sweet because I have it. Yeah, definitely worth a buy and definitely worth saving 10% off because everyone loves saving money. Save the do. money. And. Dice. 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 So, you're looking for a sweet set of dice. Head on over to Metallic Dice Games using our link in the show notes below. And you can save yourself 10% off of your purchase. And they sure do have some sweet dice. They have metal, resin, rubber, wooden, lots of it, gemstone. (laughs) They got so many, it's hard to name them all. I know. They are really gorgeous, though, and the prices are extremely fair. Oh my gosh, yes. And on top of that, you can save yourself 10% off. They do have dice trays and towers Mm -hmm. and bags and stuff like that, too. It's not just solely dice they sell. So, yeah, save yourself 10% more on all of your purchases today. No cookies, though. I'm sorry. No cookies. cookies. Uh, Maybe I can talk to Metallic Dice Games and they can get me a cookie dice set. You know, they do have dice sets with cool things in them. Like, there's penguins and, like, flowers and, like, cool, like, stuff inside of them. What if I got a cookie dice set and then I reached out to SEL Ocarina and see if they can make me a cookie-themed Ocarina? Are you the cookie monsters? Nom, nom, nom. Nom, nom, nom. Me love cookies. Nom, nom, nom. Wow. <laughs> so, yep, those are our sponsors. Woo! Pretty sweet sponsors. And all jokes aside, thank you to our wonderful sponsors for also allowing us to continue to keep doing this show. Yeah. I mean, I got this freaking sweet, sweet set of sol- solid gold, uh, gold colored. Mm-hmm metal dice and oh they're so gorgeous and the uh, ocarina you got from stl ocarina really good quality yep it sure is and i'm gonna beat your butt in the (laughs) halloween episode oh we're still doing that huh uh yeah i haven't even practiced well get to it i'm gonna be awful (laughs) you don't have much time left our fans are gonna 
immediately skip ahead of that battle. <laughs> uh, well, with all that being said, I think it's time for us to go to the end of the episode. And here we are at the end of the show. Yep. <laughs> Still on that Yelp kick. Arguably so, yes. Oh my gosh. Well, Ariel, what do you have for us today? I got some enemies. Oh, here we go. The tasty treats that do not compete. Ariel's corner. My interpretation corner. <laughs> oh, yes, let's go. <laughs> what do we got? So the first one I have is the youngest, therefore the most spoiled, green leak-haired post-sister. <laughs> Amy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> then I have the more angular than before pretend statue, the Armos. <laughs> more angular than before. Yeah, the, if you look at them, they're more like angular. They are. Than Ocarina of Time. So I have like good bats, but they're bad. Is it keys? No, the bad bats. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's right. They are <laughs> called bad bats. <laughs> I have the laser-eyed pretend statue, Beamos. <laughs> the angry she isn't the youngest anymore, blue-torched post sister. Oh my gosh. Beth. <laughs> I have the bigger and somehow more annoying vacuum cleaners, the big octos. <laughs> Ugh, hate octo. Uh, the still has still haven't claimed to be the fathers of the little pose, the big pose. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a normal lily pad. The bio Deku Baba. But <laughs> <laughs> the angry soot sprites, the black bows. <laughs> they look just like soot sprites. They really do. <laughs> I can never unsee that again now. Yes. The movable upgraded shurikens. The blade traps. Oh. Blue flamed cursing skull bats. Blue bubbles. Okay. I have to ask, are they cursing cursing or are they just curse? Oh, they, they curse you cursing. Not like <laughs> curse words. Like throw out curses. Mm. Okay. That makes more sense. Can only be used to freeze. Refuses to drop anything good. Blue choo-choos. Oh my god, that's so true. <laughs> Ugh, I know. The same red-eyed blue crab. The blue tectites. Yep. Came back for more of Chris's punches. The boulders. <laughs> There's our re nod. Yeah. The deadlier thwomps. The death armos. The deadlier thwomps. They look just like a thwomp. They, okay. <laughs> and they do the same things. They really do do the same things. <laughs> uh, actually more like eels. The deep python. Oh my gosh, yes. Uh, may or may not drop some sticks and nuts. Depends on how they feel. Deku Babas. Depends on how they feel. Yep. Depends on how they feel that day. Fancy name for a skeletal fish. The Desbrecos. 
It's a fancy name for it. It is a fancy name. It's also a fancy name for a guitar. (laughs) (laughs) The wacky, waving, hand flailing nightmares. Dexy hands. (laughs) (laughs) One step below a dragon, fire breathing raptor soldiers. The Dinalfos. <laughs> That's right. They can breathe fire in this one. Uh, yes. Very slow shark leaf. The Dongos. A shark leaf. Shark leaf. Why not make an enemy that can fart lightning? The dragonflies. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think that until now. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh. <sighs> Short snowball throwing elementary school bullies. The Enos. I'm so done with this. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be confused with Eeyore, the Igor. Really? Really? <laughs> yep. Oh. Red hot blazing trap. The fire eyes. Mm. I'm going to set you on fire and not feel bad about it. The fire keys. <laughs> the big thing that turns into smaller things. The floor master. I hate the floor master. Get it? Things, cause thing. Hands. I, mm, <laughs> hands everywhere. Gotta catch these hands. No, oh, I knew you were gonna say it. <laughs> Poltergeist ammo. The flying pots. Poltergeist ammo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so done. I got Charizard's cousin, Freezard. <laughs> not even. Uh, nope. <laughs> it's not even the same thing. That's why it's his cousin. Uh, so, oh. you'll never take me alive, the Garros. Really? Oh, yeah. That's where you went with that one. I did. Because you can't take them alive. <laughs> Seppuku. I've got nothing bad to say about female pirates. The Gerudo guards. Of course you have nothing to say. <laughs> <sighs> Stereotypical aliens abducting cows. The ghost. That's really what they call the aliens. They're not aliens, but come on now. Okay. Oh, we'll get to that. We'll get We're to my argument there. Cows, moo. <laughs> Throw together a bee, a hornet, a wasp, and voila, a giant bee. <laughs> hmm. The mummy returns. The Gibdo. <laughs> no. <laughs> Terrifying severed head that warps you to the boss. Gots remains. Mm. Ugh. The, the, all of the remains are just weird. I wouldn't really count those as enemies either. Yeah, well, you know what? <laughs> I did. <laughs> I'm not worth as much as real gold. The gold's cultulous. Wow. Yep. There's a burn on Skulltula's there. Yep. <laughs> Skipped eating the magic cookies and went straight to eating the magic jars. 
the green choo-choos. <laughs> Get what I did there? I see what you did there. Because they're full of magic jars. Mm-hmm. Play a temple song and one will poop even more rupees. The guays. Really? Yeah. True story. Oh, we're going to have to talk about them. <laughs> Severed fish head. That warps you to the boss. Georg's remains. <laughs> Ugly with or without a mask. The hip loop. True story. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to freeze you and laugh about it. The ice keys. Oh, I was going to say the ice keys. Yep. Keys just love to laugh. Fiery because of middle child syndrome. Poe sister. Mm. Joelle. <laughs> Thankfully, no elemental powers. The keys. Majora looked at Ocarina and said, let's have matching tooth purses. The levers. Matching tooth purses? Yeah, the levers look like tooth purses. <laughs> it was in Ocarina, so Majora looked at Ocarina and was like, let's have matching purses. <laughs> what the? <clears throat> True story. Failed attempt at a bag of holding the like-like. True story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You'd be mad, too, if you were a scrub. The mad scrub. Because I don't want no scrub. Oh my gosh, I knew you were going to go somewhere with this. Uh, oldest, so therefore the best and smartest post sister, Meg. 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 <laughs> Aggressive babies, the mini babas. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Green eyed baby crab, the mold baby. Oh, look, a light must follow the moth. <laughs> I must become a Goron The Nedgeron Oh my gosh <laughs> Will forever be the most obnoxious enemy in the series One guess Octorok <laughs> Oh my gosh oh. If anybody ever asks me My most hated Enemy is the Octorok I would rather go up against anything else If I can find every single Legend of Zelda character designed as an Octorok in either artwork or statue form, I will go out of my way to buy these for you. And I will throw them directly <laughs> in the trash can. <laughs> hey, Moth, look. Another light. We must go. A doll was insect minions. <laughs> Nightmare field sever head that also warps you. A doll was remains. I mean, it's true though. Uh, yeah, definitely nightmare fuel. You only get one treasure insect. The pea hat. You only get one in this game. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but. Floor's lava. The pea hat larva. <laughs> I'm so done with you. <laughs> yeah, because if they hit the floor, they die. Floor's lava. <laughs> Not cool enough to be labeled a sibling. A Poe. Wow. 
rats with exploding dingleberries. The real bomb chews. The real bomb chews. Yeah, they're rats with exploding tails, but they're like little balls, so dingleberries. Oh my gosh. Fiery skull bats. Red bubbles. Oh, here we go with the bubbles. Don't be afraid. I'm full of love. The red choo-choos. Oh, because of the hearts? Yep. <laughs> Sometimes dead is better. Redeads. Oh, my god. Name that movie. Um. Oh. No idea. Pet Cemetery. Oh. When Oysters Attack, part two. Shell Blades. Oh, my gosh. Uh, uh, the cutest thing ever and shouldn't be considered enemies. The Snappers. Oh, they're so cute. The Turtles. Blip. They're so cute. The noises they make. Blip, blip. <laughs> <laughs> I want a Snapper so bad. Skeletal Piranhas. The Skullfish. Mm. Still the same terrible skull tattoo. Skulltulus. <laughs> Such a better skull tattoo since it's slightly askew. Skullwatchulus. Oh my gosh. They're literally Skulltulus that literally just turned a little bit. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mind me just rolling along. Snowball. Have you seen my stall parents? Stall child. <laughs> a curiously well-trained bird thief to curry. Oh, I hate those things. <laughs> I hate them. <laughs> T-virus infected thing. The wall master. Oh, no. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's what it looked like. If thing was infected with T-virus. Oh, my gosh. Hideous decapitated insect head that warps twin molds remains. True story. Mm -hmm. Angry snow sprites. The white bows. Again, true story. I'm a good boy, too. The white wolfos. <laughs> but they're not. They're but terrible. I'm, but I'm the best boy. The Wolfos. <laughs> and for my last one. Oh. Cupid's deformed quivers. The yellow choo-choos. Oh, because of the arrows. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Goodness. And those are the enemies. Now, keep in mind, we do have bosses and mini bosses, which we will cover in a different episode. But so these are just the enemies and my interpretations of them. You know the funny thing about this episode with your interpretations? Hmm. These are also the interpretations of Skull Kids. Hmm. Nah. Oh, whatever. That's true. It, we read it in the book. <laughs> Not all of my inter... No, all of these interpretations came from Ariel. <laughs> all from Ariel. <sighs> well, Ariel, hmm. is there anything else you would love to bring to us this wonderful, wonderful interpretation corner? Do you, hey listeners, do you want to hear my interpretation of Aaron? No, they don't. 
No. No, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't be mean. Okay. <laughs> you know they're going to get into Discord and everything else now and beg for it. Oh, yes. Listeners of all kinds. Please let me know if you want me to do an interpretation of Aaron. Oh. And trust me, it'll be com- comedic gold. Trust me. You're so mean to me. <laughs> oh, you, you keep me around, so you love the abuse. Oh. Well, with all that being said, I think that's all the time we have for today's episode. Bummer. Bummer. But that's okay, because we'll come back next week with more Majora's Mask. And what are we covering next week, Ariel? Probably nothing good. Oh, that's a lie. This game is gold. True. Uh, enemies. Uh, not enemies. Uh, bosses. Bosses and sub-bosses. Ooh, I cannot wait to get into some of these. They got some really rich lore behind them. And the I will say there's a lot of real-world kind of influence behind a lot of these bosses too a little bit for the mini bosses Mm -hmm. I mean they put more effort towards the bosses which you have so maybe I'll try to find some interesting facts about them for you Ooh, I'd love that so until next time dear listener thank you for listening and tune in next week bye Thank you all for listening to the Legend of Zelda Lorecast tonight. We hope you enjoyed yourselves. If you did, tell a friend, leave a review. We'd love to hear from you. You can chat with us all things Legend of Zelda on the Robots Radio Discord. Or you can get hold of us on our Twitter at L-O-Z Lorecast. Intro and outro are done by Bentonal Landscape. Links are in the show notes below. Till next time, dear listener, it's dangerous to go alone. Take this. I'm your host, Maverick Stone. It's me, Gingerino42. I'm Romer. Hey, this is Sassy Lady. And I'm Jaxus. And we, we are the Fallout Rounding. Join us as we explore various topics from the Fallout universe brought from multiple perspectives. We can be found on your favorite podcatchers from Spotify to iTunes. Or follow us on Twitter at FalloutRTB or our email, FalloutRTB at gmail.com. Be sure to rate, follow, and subscribe. Thank you.